Woody Womack and Adam Gorney. Gorney, big time news on Sunday as Scott Frost no longer at his alma mater. Nebraska decides to move on after losing to Georgia Southern and starting the year a very rough one and two. We knew this would be coming soon, especially after the loss yesterday. Still a bit surprising that it happened today, especially given the way his contract was set up. Yeah, and um, you know, some would credit Trev Alberts for that. Some would say he's getting a, a big time payday for you know for failing at Nebraska. And so, either way, I think you know the way Trev Albert, Alberts looked at this as he made the decision was, you know, I need to do this now. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the team. We're gonna lose the season. Um, there was some talk, and and I had been listening to some stuff that he had not necessarily lost the locker room, but people weren't really kind of buying Scott Frost anymore. They liked Mickey Joseph a whole lot. You know, I think this all stems back to actually Dublin, Ireland. And, um, you know, Scott Frost has not been successful at Nebraska the entire time he's been there. Um, but when they're up, they're up in the third quarter. They're up, I think, double digits at that time. And he onside kicks. It's It almost felt like we're not going to be able to sustain this and we need to do something to uh, to keep this going. So I think that was a was a big time mistake. There have been many, though. Um you know, along the way that we can discuss. But last night was was it. I think everybody really realized it. Probably Scott Frost did too. I watched his post-game presser and he seemed definitely uh, down and understanding of just how bad that looked. Um, and so it, it ends now. Um, you know, Oklahoma comes in next week. So at least Scott Frost is going to be a multi-multi-millionaire and not have to deal with having to... Uh, to defend the Oklahoma Sooners this week. Yeah. So, you know, I know Trev Albert's getting a lot of credit this week. Oh, he did what had to be done. It's like, well, he should have fired him in the off season. He should have yeah. been fired. Now I know it was kind of weird with Albert's coming in uh, at an odd time last year, the way the AD transition happened. So, you know, if you knew, you know, I forget who said it once. I think it was the Florida AD, you know, what, what has to be done eventually needs to be done immediately. Is that the uh, used to? Yeah, Ger- yeah. Jeremy Foley always had a saying at Florida that if something needs to be done one day, do it today. And right. like, what what that essentially means is like, don't wait to make decisions um, that you know are inevitable. And this was inevitable. And this is the tricky part about hiring the the boy hero. You know, like this is the tough part about bringing back someone who's from Nebraska, who played at Nebraska, who everybody loves at Nebraska, of course, everybody's going to pull for him. Um, But when he's wildly outmatched and making bad decisions um, along his entire coaching career there, um, not maximizing players' abilities, and, and we've talked about this, but, you know, Adrian Martinez, for his own faults, I mean, he's definitely had issues. Scott Frost, um, either didn't maximize his ability or went after the wrong quarterback when he got the job. I think Wandale Robinson is definitely a player um, who, who did okay at Nebraska. He, you know, he ran the ball. He, he had some catches and those kinds of things. But then he goes to Kentucky for one year and absolutely blows up because they got him the ball the right way. They, he had over 1,100 receiving yards in the SEC in one season and, and you know, parlayed that into a second-round NFL draft pick. Um you know, those kinds of things, I think, along the way. And that's why it's dangerous to hire those guys. And it'll be interesting to see how Trev Alberts handles this. He, you know, said all the right things in his press conference, as expected. Um, we'll see where he goes. I've heard Matt Campbell might be really the number one target. We'll see if if, if that happens. 
Um, but there are definitely big names out there. It is a very difficult job to win. And we can go down the numbers. I'm going to actually write about that this week. And I'm doing the research already. Just how difficult it is to win at Nebraska in 2022. Um, from a recruiting perspective, from, from basically no in-state recruiting and on down the line, um, there, there are a lot of things. And, and people point to, oh, in the 90s, they won. Yeah, but Tommy Frazier was from Florida. Lawrence Phillips was from California. You have to go into the Southeast and you have to go out West or into Texas to get players. I think, you know, they're, I'm rambling here, but there have like basically been studies been done about teams that have won the national championship um, over the last 30, 40 years. And all of the players um, that, that were of significance, a good majority of them were from the South or the West or from Texas. So that needs to be a focus of the next coach. And I think that needs to be a very significant consideration as Trev Alberts looks to see who has those recruiting connections to be able to get that done. Yeah. And Nebraska does have a lot to offer, especially in the NIL era. There's no reason that they couldn't be doing something similar to what Louisville has been able to do. Uh, assuming they had the right, but you know, Scott, unfortunately, you know, I just think like if Scott Frost, Scott Frost deserved to move on from UCF to a better job after they went undefeated and they beat Auburn. But if he wasn't a Nebraska alum, he wouldn't have, ju have jumped to the level of job that he did going straight to Nebraska. He probably would have had a lower tier power five job. And people may argue, hey, Nebraska is a lower tier job now the way it's been. But he, they wouldn't have hired him. He would have not been their number one candidate the way it went down. Right. Uh just if he wasn't a Nebraska alum, if he wasn't, like you said, the, you know, the, the chosen one there. So I also don't think he ever ran his own offense. I was so, it, to me, it was bizarre. You mentioned Wandale Robinson. He was playing running back. He was like yeah. goal line back, you know, he's like five, yeah. eight, 160 pounds, just yeah. taking a pounding. And that's why he left. He looked, he loved Nebraska. He didn't want to, he didn't want to leave. Yeah. But he had to, like you said, he had to get smart about it and say, I need to get the ball in my hands. And then, and then you mentioned Martinez. He rode with him for three years. Then they finally say, okay, we're going to go into the portal. And it's like, okay, you go get Casey Thompson, who's a fine quarterback. But I mean, Texas wasn't good last year and they had no problem moving on from him. So I just think that you never saw him like, and, and, and I argued about this at the time when they hired him and it was like, oh, he's a QB guru. He found Marcus Mariota, and it's like, well, you know, we can argue about that one, who found him or whatever. I think that's a little dubious. I do think he gets credit for Mackenzie Milton, who, you know, he wanted at Oregon, and, and uh, the coaching staff at the time thought he was too short. And then Dylan Gabriel, Mackenzie Milton kind of had a strong arm them into even taking his commitment because they were from the same high school, and then he left, and he had his success under uh, Josh Heupel. So – I, I just think that, you know, and, and and Rob Cassidy texted me this like week one. He's like, we're seeing that the key to success for Scott Frost at Florida was uh, or at UCF was Florida athletes. Yeah. And you can't you, he tried to get those guys to Nebraska. It is so hard to get people from the south to go live in Nebraska year round. I mean, guys who've never seen snow and haven't experienced cold and it's just tough. It takes a special kind of breed and you're not it's. It just it wasn't a match made in heaven. I just don't think he ever fully. I don't think he ever took, like I said, his own offense. And they the big hire was they bring in Mark Whipple to be the take over the offense. And it's like, well, you only hired Scott Frost because he's an offensive guru, right? And, and so what are you doing? So 
they have it's going to be a reset and with the portal i think you can turn things around a lot quicker i mean look at georgia southern you know the team that beat him yesterday people forget they fired their coach last year and it was a guy yeah. who had been there for a while they bring in clay helton and they turn things around really quickly so um i don't envy being on nebraska i think they have a great fan base and i don't think you know that this is not uh you know deserved for them it's been a frustrating decade even going from a guy who i you know really liked and do like personally and mike riley and just didn't work i mean it, it, it just last few guys haven't worked i don't think they're rock bottom in terms of a talent uh place right now they do have talent on the roster but you got to find a guy with an identity and it doesn't you know we don't have, it doesn't have to be an in-house guy. It doesn't have to be someone who played for, for Tom Osborne or right. whatever. So um, it'd be interesting to see. We can talk, we got articles up about the names. You can check out inside Nebraska. They got a ton of content, uh, you know, our Nebraska site. So going, we're going to be talking about this all week. Uh, so be sure to stay locked in. Thanks for joining me for a, a late night edition and uh, be sure to check out rivals.com for more coverage of Scott Frost dismissal. Thanks Corny. Yeah.